Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast and happy Wednesday. Oh my God, you're lying. Slowly but surely, folks. Slowly but surely. It's Wednesday, hump day, an extremely important, dare I say, integral part of our ethos here at Toast HQ. If you believe, you will receive the hump. Oh my God, wait, you just reminded me of the craziest thing I saw yesterday. It better be crazy. You, Because you said believe, receive, which always reminds me of ask, believe, receive, which always reminds me of Kim Zolciak Beerman. Okay. And, you know, the financials and the, you know, business businesses of the Zolciak Beerman family are of extreme interest to me. And, you know, they have all these different companies, one of them being Cashmere Collections with a K. And it's like their skincare company. And they put out a statement yesterday that they like sold the company. Slay to 310 Nutrition, which is like another like fake Instagram brand that like Kim, let's like Express Smile Atlanta. Like Jackie, the tangled web that the Zilsiak Beerman finances weave never ceases to amaze me. I just, I love to see women in business. Merging and acquiring. Merging, acquiring, making deals or obfuscating the reality. Yeah, or you know, being on the phone with their attorneys juggling seven business deals, which is so us these days. We're so hot, we're in such high demand. Especially with the attorneys. Classic us. Okay. So much to talk about today. Yes. The first is that, in no particular order of importance, my book club meets tonight and I'm hosting, which means it's the first time I'm having people in my new apartment. What did you read? Did you hear about Kitty Carr? Right, 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 right. And let me tell you, I didn't really start reading it. I was so like like in a reading funk this month and then I got sick and I was certainly not reading. I didn't really start reading it until yesterday and I'm so rushed. And I'm so annoyed because it's amazing. Oh, really? It's so interesting because whenever I read books that are like historical fiction and they go back and forth, there's like a modern element and mm-hmm. then they go back to like the war or whatever. I like can't get away from the chapters in history. Far. Like I'm like, get oh, that's away so funny. From I me. can't get away from the modern chapters. I'm like, shut up, loser. So in this particular book, I would say like 90% of the book is the old stuff. It's amazing. So actually, don't say anything more. I'm going to read it. I just need No, I just want to say like the. Future, the modern chapters might be one of the worst books I've ever read. Like, Got it. I needed a strong endorsement to take it off my want to read list to my reading list, but now I'm going to. So leave it at that. Say no more, La Tour de Lou. Say no more. So I've just been like, I, I'm, I'm like, I wish I could be enjoying it more, but because I'm so rushed, it's like kind of ruining it for me, which is annoying. That's on me. That's on me. You know what that is? Classic. <laughs> Low key it is. Like... <laughs> Um, so that's just what's been going on with me. And after today, I have to like run home, finish the book and start, you know, prepping my home because I have company for the first time, which is also just like a big deal, you know? Yeah. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. The second thing I wanted to talk about is kind of a major update from a developing story. Actually, it was kind of a stagnant story because we were talking about stuff and no one was getting back to us. The trail went cold. We, a few weeks ago, just kind of put our necks out on the line, like two big back We put ourselves out there. We put ourselves out there because we heard that like a lot of the men in podcasting and the men in comedy were putting together a 5K for like their health. And I want to assume for charity, but even though no one's like said there's a charity involved, like I just feel like people don't run 5Ks like if it's not for charity, you know? Yeah. Um, And we heard they were like all getting together and like calling each other up. And they were like trying to get fellow comedians and podcasters involved to raise awareness and... And like nobody reached out to us, which just baseline was like kind of rude because we are like women of pride. I feel like it's because we're kind of inaccessible, you know, and we're hard to approach. Oh, you think we're not approachable? I think we're not approachable. To the bears? Yeah, I think the bears are scared. They're running scared. Oh, because you know what we're giving? We're giving like mama bear energy. 
<laughs> two mama bears, one cave. One cave. So we put ourselves out there. We said, listen, you know, not that you asked or anything, but like you need some women and we'd love to be involved. Dead silence. Dead radio silence from the men in comedy. They wanted nothing to do with us. And we're like, okay, we could take the hit. But you're really making this a gender issue when I didn't find it to be gendered. Oh, yeah, I guess because, like, Michelle Wolf was involved and, like, she's a woman. No, but even if there were no women, I would have maybe said that was more of a coincidence. Like, I just feel like they're all friends. Yeah, they are. We're, like, not a part of, like, the inner circle of comedy. And that's not because we're women. It's because we're us. Yeah, we're, like, so unfriendly and unapproachable. And, like, we don't try at all or, like, follow anyone on Instagram. No, but you I know mean, what? That's like, on us. And we're not, we don't run in those circles. Like, we don't perform at the Comedy Cellar. We don't live in Austin. Like We don't live in Austin. That's what I it just, is. I don't think it's gendered, unfortunately. Jackie, for our career, should we move to Austin? Like, you know I'm down. Yeah, for our careers. But then would we just be, like, another comic Podcast in based Austin? Out of Austin? So true. We, like, such a big pond. Or no, two okay. fish such as us. So all that to say is Bert Kreischer finally heard our cries, our desperate, desperate pathetic please. cries. <laughs> and he has responded being like, he claims he hadn't heard of it till yesterday. Sure, Bert, we're like the number two podcast under Smartless, but sure. He seems um, authentic. He, he seems does. like an authentic creator. No, and Bert is a lot of things. Like, And I, and I don't know him. I've never met him. But I, I don't think I would call him a liar. I wouldn't call him inauthentic. Oh, I would. <laughs> And he reached out to us on Instagram saying, like, I'm just now hearing of this. They would love to have us. They like they're kind of like overjoyed. now they're they're kind of desperate, like for us to be involved. Oh, how <laughs> the tables have turned. Um and they want us there. They won't tell us where it is, but it's in May. Apparently, like the locale is very secretive. I'm not understanding that. Maybe I need to listen to their the podcast vi- episode more. Okay, I'm sure if we listen to their podcast, it would clear things up, but the vibe I'm getting. Mm-hmm. just based on vibes, is that they don't have a location yet. Uh, and that's like so Jackson Claude ter- like coded. <laughs> totally. We should do the 5K on the icon of the seas. I mean, it's so big, we would have to walk it like half of it. Yeah. Just a lap. <laughs> Love that. So I guess like we talked such a big fucking game and now here we are like committed to a 5K, which I've personally never done. Well, have you? a fun fact about me is that I married into a turkey trot family. Yikes. And when Zach and I were dating and we were in Dallas for Thanksgiving, we did a 5K turkey trot. So I have done like, a 5K. That is so crazy to me. So when I see those memes, I always show it to him. There's like this running joke of like people who marry into families. Yeah, that turkey trot families. Turkey trot on Thursday morning and usually go out Wednesday night when you're a young thing. I was so hungover. Ooh. It was the longest day. Ooh. It was really a difficult time. So I'm hoping that this 5K like brings be- better 5K memories. You I know, also, I did complete it and you would have never known. But I just what was your time? That. Oh, I don't know. So I just need to fully figure out how many miles are in a 5K. 3.1. Okay, that's like not really like the worst thing in the planet. I think it would take us about 30, 35 minutes if we run are and we, walk. Are we running? Combo. Yeah, I'm going to need to start like official training. Then we walk till we get bored. Then we run again. The the thing I do love, and this is not a slight at all, it's actually one of my favorite parts about like that sort of Austin comedy podcaster scene is everyone's overweight and out of shape. Everyone's out of shape. It's just like kind of like a bunch of like big dudes. And I feel like 
you know, I'm kind of coming in, even though I'm like one of the most out of shape people on the planet. I'm really working on it. I do think I'm coming in with like an upper hand in that sense. Yeah, but I feel like they also, they were out of shape becoming in shape people. And that was actually the motivation for their 5K. Shit, you're right. We're like kind of all in the same boat. No, you all like are just, yeah, you're all in the same boat. Me too. We're all just like, we're all just like coming off of Ozempic, you know? We're all coming off of Ozempic, coming off of pregnancies and we're getting in shape and we're doing it together. What is that thing? Um, what was that thing called? Do you know what I'm talking about? If you would describe it, maybe I'm going to give you nothing. And I just want to know if you know what I'm talking about. Like that weight loss competition. The Big Loser? No. The okay, Biggest Loser? Mind. No, no, no. It was like not a TV show. It was like just like a thing. Like people do people at their did. office? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like it was all based on like body percentage. What yeah, whoever like called? lost the most weight won a couple grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was like a big pot. I feel like it was The Biggest Loser. No, like it was like this game. I feel like our teachers did it at school. Yeah, they did. What the hell was that little like thing called? It was like a trend people used to do. It was like kind of like No Shave November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, please help. Or, like, it was, like weight this... loss September. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was it? Someone will sound off in the comments. Well, um, I feel like they all did that. Another thing they didn't include us in. Yeah, well, they knew that we were already snatched to the gods. No, they knew like there was no hope for me. Like... You can't even make jokes like that anymore. Why? For a really long time, like, there was no hope for me. No, I know. If you, from two years ago, watched the reel that you posted last night. Let's talk about it. It would have been a Fast Five story about this influencer who posted this reel. No lie. No lie. No No cap. No shade. Calling a lid. Yeah, putting a lid on it, essentially, is what you're saying. Lidded. I want to talk about my viral moment last night. Oh, did you go viral? Yeah, I did. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And I swear that's not why I did it. I really was sharing like what I thought was like a good meal. And I knew people would be like, oh, this is weird. But then I, I didn't think it was like going to be the craziest thing, like peanut butter on a pickle. Like, Was it the craziest thing? Jackie, people are acting like I put peanut butter on a pickle, like for real. Where is this happening? Because I read TikTok, some of the Instagram TikTok comments. Specifically. The, the most popular Instagram comments were people being like, I don't want this, but I don't hate it. Oh, no. People on TikTok are like, jail. Turdy, I've been defending you since the breath. I can't do this. <laughs> she can't. This is their last straw. Like, people are like, this like really like broke some people for me. Basically, I shared on TikTok last night, like a meal that I was having. As you guys know, I am on my health grind. And I'm really like, it's very hard for me because I'm so picky that it really does make it difficult for me to like make good choices. And I think a lot of like how I ended up so unhealthy was just like a lack of options. So I'm really trying to broaden my horizons. And I felt really excited that like I had something that was shareable. Like, and I thought, I actually thought like the keto girls would love it. They the didn't keto girls your back. like not in the slightest. I just feel like after years of you not having theirs, they didn't come yeah. to your defense. No, uh, this is my bad. I will take a nap in it. You've like, kind of alienated yourself from everyone. Yeah. Not no, me. You always have me. And the icon of the seas. <laughs> and what more do you need? Literally, well, I need my dinner from last night. It was so good. So everyone knows I love taco meat. It's like my favorite thing on the planet to eat. And I usually obviously eat it with like rice and like a million Tostitos. But I'm trying to, you know, pare down. So I'm like, what can I eat this taco meat with that's like not like just nothing? And I put um, some eggs in boiled water, you know, boiled some eggs. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Olivia had to walk me through the whole thing on FaceTime. Crushed it, by the way. I made some hard boiled eggs. You inspired and me I, to make some last night too. And mine came out perfect. Thanks for asking. I scooped out the yellow. Oh my God, everyone was also coming at me for calling them yellow. What are they called? Yolk, sorry. I call them the yellows. I don't like the middle. Like I just like the boat, the 
the vessel, the, the icon the of the seas. I just like the icon of the seas. And I filled it up with taco meat. And I made like my own little like keto taco, you know? I'm not keto, by the way. I don't know why I keep saying that. Um, they came for my neck. Well, here's what, like to me, it's not that radical, but I guess something about us is one, we love in our family to eat egg whites as like vessels for anything. I We sometimes have laughing cow cheese. All right, I like. don't put me in that boat. I don't do that shit. No, but it's a great vessel. It and, is. And we've always seen it as a vessel. Maybe not everyone sees it as a vessel. Oh, and by the way, let me tell you why it's a perfect vessel. And people were shocked that I eat hard-boiled eggs. But the thing about hard-boiled eggs is they taste like nothing. Yeah. So, like, well, I don't know why it was shocking people that I eat that. Like, yes, me eating cottage cheese, that's shocking. I agree with you. But me eating a hard-boiled egg, it's like me literally eating, like, a saltine. Like, it tastes like nothing. Yeah, it tastes, and it's packed with protein. No, and it was so good. I have so, like, do you know how excited I am to go home and I have leftovers? Like, that's what I'm having for lunch. That is exciting. But I got roasted. And the thing is, everyone was yucking my yums. And after years of doing it to other people, like, I truly deserve nothing but that. No, nothing but that. And back to my original point of if old you could see you now, mm. she would hate you. But I guess that's that's called growth. Wait, I do want to say, I do think it's going to take us, like, way more time than 30 minutes to run a 5K. Because, like, just based on my, like, treadmill vibes, I do run, walk, run, walk, like, and by the time I'm done with like a 30, 40 minute thing, I've literally went like a mile and a half. So I think it's literally going to take me like two hours. No, it won't. One, you're going to train and we'll get it to like, I think 45 minutes is a good goal then. I'm like kind of dreading this. No, Claudia, it's going to be fun. It'll be great for our careers. You know, by the, like the only thing carrying me through the motivation here for me is like the thirst, the attention, the followers, hoping maybe we'll, you know, be able to sit down with Tom and Bert and record like a, a Toast X Bear collab podcast, you know? Like rubbing elbows with some no, of and the if, greats. And I just want to say like, if we do like two Toasters, one cave episode, like we will be bringing couples together. Like the couples are, are literally like hetero couples are the man who listens to two bears and the wife who listens to a toaster. Like, and if they could, like, we would be bringing families together. Like, tr like it'd be good Christian values, you know? Totally. Date night. Yeah. Sweet life on deck of Icon of the Seas. And honestly, I think they have a Patreon too. Like, we should monetize that shit. Like, we could retire. Yeah. They do big tings on Patreon. So it's worth it and I'll do it and I will start training. So feel free to send me. I know there's like apps and stuff. Like it's actually apparently like quite easy to train for a 5K, like allegedly, um, if you're not me. But send them our way because we like we're getting started. Maybe we'll start when we're together. Great. Oh yeah, let's see. Let's see how long it takes us on the treadmill to do three and three miles. How long can you run? Like how, how many like minutes? The, I mean, it's hard to say like right now, but in my, like once I'm just like at an, Reg average myself uh, at least a whole like maybe two songs straight wow two songs that's a lot it depends what speed I'm going and yeah and it's like when we say running are we jogging or are we like sprinting both fall under but no we're at jogging nobody sprints in a marathon or a 5k yeah well slow this is just all very exciting slow and steady wins the race right the tortoise and the hare it's just crazy, like, some people run a marathon in, like, three hours. And, like, I could technically do the 5K in, like, two hours. We're all running our own race, Turdy, literally. Comparison is the thief of joy. That's beautiful. Thank you. So what's it with you? We've got well, a great show, by the way. Today's oh. Wednesday. In, in keep, sorry, in keeping with our scheduling update from last week, Dear Toasters has been moved to tomorrow. Jackie and I both watched Vanderpump Rules. So what's new with you, Jax? 
Thank you for asking again. Um, very exciting developments here. I'm making baby food this morning. We are in the baby food stage of life, which is just so exciting. Nothing sweeter than some homemade baby food from a homesteading trad wife. I made you. some homemade applesauce this morning to start my day. And that is our first foray, which is very exciting and sweet. Just, you know, they grow up so fast. They really, really do. And I, I enjoy making baby food. I, I, I feel like people with like subsequent kids, like they're just like, you know, have the Gerber jar. But you know, it's like the first kid gets, you know, yeah. the best and the fourth kid's eating off the floor. The first kid, like I'm picking my own apples. Yeah, right. You're growing them in your bushel. Yeah, but um, no, I'm doing it again. I, I really, I enjoy it. I find it soothing and it gives me peace of mind, especially as I finish weaning. I, mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm no longer making Chinese food because we're now we're just moving to a different medium. So it's been nice. I can't wait to try some of your homesteading fresh baby food when I come see you this weekend, which I'm literally so excited about. Any requests? I actually feel like you would like my baby food because it's totally clean. And you're no, by like, the way, you're an almond mom now. Uh, no, not only that, like when I see Harry's plate, I'm like, fuck me up. Like that, I, there's nothing on Harry's plate I wouldn't eat. It's just good old fashioned turdy's choice. Like it's always like a breaded chicken. Not breaded. Sometimes it's breaded. Sometimes it's breaded. It depends. Like bread or bread. Except one thing about Harry that's so weird, he doesn't like pasta. He doesn't like pasta. He doesn't like potatoes. And there's okay, one maybe, other. Maybe oh, Harry rice. and I are kind of like growing apart. Oh, Harry doesn't but like the rice. thing is, he, he didn't like them, so I like stopped offering them. Right. I'm sure if I kept offering it, he would eventually eat it. But like, why? If you don't want to eat it, don't eat no, it. No, it sounds like me and Harry are kind of like growing apart. That's growth, man. Like I said, they grow so fast. So yeah, if you need me to make you any baby food, let me know. I'm just so excited to spend the weekend with you. We're going to have the best time. Oh, and I am vlogging today for book club. Oh, fun. So people will see, like, I'm not going to do a home tour ever because we already went into, like, why I think we've evolved as a brand. But as a society. I, as a society, I do think um, you'll get some nice sneak peeks in my apartment and all my new furniture and my you'll hosting. You'll get bits and pieces. I like that. And we'll, so, make yeah. us, we'll all feel like we're there. Yeah, and I'm really excited about that. And it's just another great day of, you know, being alive and having our health. 100%. Yesterday I did something so exciting, which was think? I did Took a, a two-hour driving lesson. How many people did you kill? Zero. Woo! Zero. Very exciting. We, like, I was literally just in the parking lot. We were, like, going about my normal day, and I was, like, showing him my areas of struggle and... We oh, smart. Yeah, we drove to the mall because I've Did never... you go back to the scene of the crime? No, no. I was just okay. like, I kept telling him, like, I kept alluding to, like, right on red trauma. Yeah, just, but like, you, didn't, you didn't cite the actual incident. No, I kept wanting to, but he wasn't really interested. I think he was mm. just trying to tell me to let it go. Yeah, which is probably the best thing for you in this moment. Yeah, but I really got my parking down. What I didn't realize, it's so much easier to park turning left into a spot versus turning right because you could see so much better it's on your side and yeah, as shorties you also you also need to like see the other side no but like it's just are you talking about parallel park or like pulling into a parking pulling spot? into a spot it's just naturally easier to pull into a spot that's on your left i didn't realize this but i was doing that's funny i feel the opposite really why do you yeah. feel as such i don't know i feel like if i'm in a parking lot and there's a space on both sides of me I'm just more inclined to do like a wide right turn I don't know why because you like a challenge no because you'll I'm pick the hard one because I'm not afraid of a challenge 
<laughs> Loki, I'm so glad you brought that up. <coughs> One of the weirdest and worst lines in cinematic history is that moment in Legally Blonde. But it, like, it's a sleigh. No, it's but the thing is, it's not. <laughs> it's a it's a cringe. But it's L. Like nothing she does is actually cringe. No, no, no. But that's like the one thing she does. That's the thing. Elle Woods is this woman who's just like, she's unstoppable. Anything she does is cool. She's so self-assured. She's so capable. She's so everything. And it's the not only the line itself, but it's also the delivery of that line. The whole moment in that lecture where she like changes, because I'm not afraid of a challenge. Like, dumb. I guess maybe the writers weren't feeling well that day, but it works It was a miss. And I like to cite it. I'm glad you brought it up because I've been meaning to talk about it for a minute. Okay, well. Another I, thing I've been meaning to talk about? So I learned that when in doubt, mm. I can park on the left side Sorry, you know, yeah. if I'm feeling not confident. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to practice all the hard ones. I worked on my right turn into the parking spot. Wide turn. Crushed it. Crushed. Oh my God, and then when we came home, we had me backing into my driveway. Like the way that Oy. my car is parked right now. It's like literally, I could never do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you need a professional's help. Yeah, but no, lessons were learned, and I'm really glad that I did it. I'm feeling more comfortable, and I'm going to so really good. try and get out there. And Every day. The dri- the teacher like thought he was, I think he was a little confused why I was doing this. Like, I'm a perfectly fine driver, but it's more so, oh. it's the mental, it's the mental and anguish. The thing is, the mental anguish like won't go away until you just practice, practice, experience, experience. Right. So, I'm glad I did it. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're here. Well, thank you. Did you watch Vanderpump Rules? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't enjoy myself. Neither did I. I watched it It this morning. It took me maybe two hours to get through the episode. I just kept pausing it to do anything else. No, I completely agree. We'll talk about it in the TV recap. So that is postponing Dear Toasters till tomorrow. So the DT, the DT stands and there are many. We'll have to wait. Also, I'm sure it's not a story, but you know, Taylor did her Tokyo show. I saw. This is like such a strange time difference because like I woke up and the show like had just ended, you know? Yeah. And we like I got the surprise songs first thing in the morning. Okay. And so the first surprise song she sang was Dear Reader. Love. Which is very symbolic because it's the final song on Midnight. So it's kind of like the closing of this most recent chapter of Midnight's because now we're about to enter the Dead Poet Society. For sure. But I do feel like it's actually like not great symbolism because it's like the first show of a new chapter and we don't no. get the mu- like she's doing another show tonight, but you just played the last song. No, it's symbolic, and I like it. And also, she's never played it before, and that's literally my well, favorite. Well, I of feel all time. like it was kind of like Balabusta Book Club coded, and she knew you were hosting tonight, and just wanted to give you a bit of encouragement, dear reader. I mean, I would love that. Yeah, maybe Taylor knew my book club was meeting. Honestly, that makes more sense to me. I mean, I could see it. Like, we all know. Like Taylor's number one confidant in this moment is Kelly Teller. Kelly Teller loves the toast. She probably knows my book club's meaning. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if seriously she told Taylor that my book club. It was just meaning. like came up, and that inspired her to sing "Dear Reader." It's such an insanely delicious song. I love that song. And then she also sang "Holy Ground," which is like one of her favorites. Like she's always singing it. Okay, those are two of my like. Those would be on my top. Oh wow, top fifteen choices. I'll find, vi- I'll find videos and send it to you. Thank you. Reels preferred. Okay. Reels preferred, of course. Let's get into the stories. I think so, too. We've dilly-dallied long. Oh, my God, we really have. It's, it's late. Okay. Without further ado, here are the fast five stories that you need to know. 
And the Fast Five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Poppy. It's no secret that soda has become a dirty word. Too sugary, too syrupy. We don't blame you for wanting to leave it in the past. But that era of soda is officially over. So, you know, I'm a Diet Coke fiend. And while I have not sworn it off completely, and I don't think I will ever get there, it's an important part of my day, I have pared down immensely how much soda I drink. There's so many other healthier alternatives. They taste as good and they don't have a lot of the BS in it. So I wanted to try it for myself. I had heard Poppy for years. Everybody on TikTok is obsessed with Poppy and really like I understand why they are that bitch, you know? Like they really are kind of doing the most over at Poppy. So it is a better for you soda made with clean ingredients. It has five grams of sugar or less and it has prebiotics. There are literal prebiotics in each can. It's You can feel good about what's in your can with the classic flavors like cola, which obviously is going to resemble a Diet Coke, Doc Pop, root beer. You could say goodbye to empty calories, artificial ingredients, and high fructose corn syrup. So the Doc Pop flavor tastes just like Dr. Pepper. So if you're trying to like replace a habit, but for me it's Diet Coke. I know some people love Dr. Pepper. They have flavors that are so similar that make it really easy to transition. I, I'm not going to lie, like I have not stopped drinking soda, um, but I drink a lot less. You could shop Poppy on Amazon for 15% off with code TOAST15OFF. It's also available in retailers nationwide. They also have fresh fruit flavors. So besides for the soda, they also just make like delicious fruit beverages like strawberry lemon, cherry limeade, orange, grape. They're bursting with the juiciest flavor. So shop Poppy on Amazon for 15% off with code TOAST15OFF. And of course, in retailers nationwide, that's TOAST15OFF. Today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. After the hype of the new year, we all start to settle into our routines. But for businesses who do a lot of mailing and shipping, we've got to keep it moving. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. Jackie, remember I called you yesterday and I couldn't remember what I had to say? Yeah. I remember. Remind me in three minutes. <laughs> Stamps.com is streamlining all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies and the Stamps.com app is like a post office in your pocket. So you can stay on top of things even if you're on the go. So the post office elevated is basically what Stamps.com is. With, with postage rates increasing all the time and they just increased again, Stamps.com has the best discounts in, in the industry. With rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to 89% off USPS and UPS, Stamps.com will automatically tell you your cheapest and fastest shipping options so you don't have to navigate all the different carriers. It's a one-stop shop for your mailing and shipping needs, and for 25 years, they have been an indispensable resource for over a million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, or anything else. Use Stamps.com to print postage wherever you do your business. It is a stress-free solution for every small business. All you need is a computer and a printer, and if you have a business, you probably already have both of those things. They even will send you a free scale, so you'll have everything you need to get started. If you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your Stamps.com dashboard. So keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code TOAST for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts required. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code TOAST. Today's episode is also brought to you by Cygnos. So the CDC estimates that there are approximately 96 million American adults, more than one in three, that have prediabetes. Of those with prediabetes, more than 80% don't know that they have it. So a healthy weight is going to allow your insulin to work more efficiently and can help you keep your blood sugars within a normal range. A healthy diet and regular exercise are the best way to help bring your blood sugar levels back to a healthy range. And Cygnos can help you short-circuit this 
cycle by using data directly from your body to design a weight loss plan that's unique to your lifestyle. Cygnos is the only company that combines a continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver real-time glucose monitoring for optimal health and weight management. So with Cygnos, you can literally see which foods are causing your blood sugar to spike above reasonable levels and get real-time alerts to do a bit of exercise to bring them back down. So on average, people make about 227 food choices a day. And just being better informed, having more information about your body, this data directly from your body is super, super helpful. So you can learn the difference between stress eating and physical hunger. You can manage your energy throughout the day. You can sleep better at night. There's so many different ways. You'll see so many different results after using Cygnos and the lifestyle changes that you'll just really start implementing without even noticing. Cygnos removes the guesswork of weight loss and provides you with the tools and knowledge that you need to develop healthier habits. It combines your data from the CGM, the Continuous Glucose Monitor, with an AI-driven app to deliver real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com and get 20% off select plans by using code toast today that's signos.com code toast to get 20 percent off select plans today thank you la you're welcome our first story is actually oh wait i remember what i wanted to tell you i called jackie yesterday and i had to yell at her about something and then i couldn't remember what it was oh and please. i just remembered would you hold up your ipad for the class oh you want to shame me jackie we're running a business here and we have these Absolutely gorgeous custom iPad cases made with our logos so we could, I don't know, have branding. Not only did you take yours off, which seems beyond unnecessary, you didn't put it back on. And now we're giving Apple logo like they need more, like like he needs more money. Like, Jackie. I'm sorry, Laturdia. I took it off for my son so that he oh. could enjoy my iPad when he needed to. And that he wouldn't disturb the beautiful case that you made me that I wanted to protect. So I took it off and put it on a kid-friendly case for him. You can take it up with him. I will, actually. I think First the should. rice, and now the iPad case. Seems like me, Harry, and I have a lot to discuss when I get down there. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like we have, you know, not enough time and so much to discuss that maybe we, I don't know, wish he should, like, sleep in my bed or something, like, just to save time. <laughs> He's welcome to. Yeah, just like put it back on. You know, this is a place of business. I'll think about it. Jackie, Jackie. Oh, it's right over there. Jackie, this is Jackie. This is a place of business, not a daycare. No, I think it's both, actually. I think it is too. And maybe, I, I don't know, maybe you should put it back on like now. Jackie, think, our by the way, I don't know if you know, like our clips have gone so viral this last week. I mean, we've been like our ha, best On TikTok? Yes, like multiple videos with hundreds of thousands. Like, and you're just out here slinging Apple logos. Like, go get your case. Um, you know what? Actually, the universal music non-cooperation with TikTok is good for us because we don't use music and they need like fresh audio sounds and that's what we provide. Oh my God, you're so right. Not us capitalizing on the moment. As we should, as we will. And you haven't gotten up to go get your iPad case yet. No, I haven't because I don't feel like it. I don't, I'm, Jackie, I don't like it. HR will be hearing about this. I think that they should. And you'll be getting a call from Olivia Ashray. I think that you will be getting a call too. Are you ready for our first story? Yes. It's some book news. Hmm. Ina Garten quietly releases, uh, quietly announces a 2024 memoir release date. So Ina just celebrated her 76th birthday and eagle-eyed fans noticed that in the bio of her Instagram, it says memoir coming out October 1st, 2024. <sighs> Let me tell you something about Ina. She's a little weird. Like, 
I feel like there's all this like fanfare for her in the culture. She's like such an integral part of really like millennial life. And she like kind of hates it, I feel. Why do you feel she hates it? And why does this make you feel that way? I don't know. I just feel like there's something weird about Ina. Like I, I really mean that. Okay, do you remember that account? Help yeah. Me. Um, that was like an Ina fan page. Like, yeah, and they was, just and like was, put Ina in pop culture moments. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a couple of years ago, it was like the biggest Instagram account. What the hell was that page called? Not the biggest Instagram account. No, I but think like I still everyone. It. Let me. It see. was called like Inalicious. No, what was it called? Like Ina. I feel like for a while, like all we were talking about was that Instagram account. I don't know. I don't, I can't find it. And like, it. there are so many like professional Ina impersonators on social media. I'm always seeing, I mean like, and everybody ben. dresses up as her. Like, I feel like there's so much fanfare for her and like she never sort of like engages with it or like even like likes anything on Instagram. I feel like, and I remember with that Instagram account that blew up about Ina, she blocked them. Like she didn't like it. Okay, but I also think she's 76 years old and she's not like desperate for the Instagram fanfare. She just wants to make her meals and enjoy her life. And that's okay with me. I don't get the vibe that she like hates it. But she, but she doesn't like do the most and like, you know, really get titties. in there. And, because she's not thirsty. She doesn't need it. Yeah, no, no. And this is like a really not thirsty way to announce your memoirs. Yeah, but I think that's exactly what we need. She's the exact sort of person who should be writing her memoirs. I actually think her story's really interesting. Me and too. she must have a lot to say. She's probably learned so much along the way. Like, yes, please, I will read your memoirs. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't realize, like, she was like a, she had like a catering company and then it got like really popular in like fancy circles in the Hamptons. And like how you catapult that to like really what she did is super impressive. I would be like, it's definitely giving like Bob Iger energy. No, and she used to live in DC. She was like, worked in politics. Her and Jeffrey, yeah. Congresswoman and, Ina? Yeah, and she only fell into like being a chef like this, a professional chef, like just out of hobby. Skill. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder what, you know, DC Ina was like. Yeah. DC Ina. <laughs> so low-key announcement. I mean, October 1st is really far away, so. Is there a title? No, let's, let's theorize Memoirs of an Ina. How easy is that? But it wasn't easy, probably, to get where she is. <clears throat> okay, how easy is that, colon? Not Tune easy. To find out. Not, Not easy, easy at all. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love a colon in a memoir. It's like my favorite thing. I mean, you have to have a colon. I think it's like in the contracts. Like it's in every the MLA. memoir needs a subtitle. It's in Chicago MLA. Except for Memoirs of a Geisha Speaks for Itself. Well, that's true. When you have a title as strong as that, like no other sort of punctuation is required. Um, and my next memoir is, of course, going to be called Searching for Victimhood, The Claudia Ashray Story. Not Memoirs of a Gwenji? Maybe my third. <laughs> you guys have to buy the second just so I can do that. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you ever write other memoirs, we're going to have so much fun with the title. I know. Like, the first one had to be, like, you know, brand safe, girl with no job. You know, I made the bestseller list. Like, I'm good. I don't care about the future. When like, I can always say now, like, I'm a bestselling author. So the next book's like, we're fucking around. Like... Yeah. We're going to do something wild. Totally. I feel like Barefoot oh, Contessas could be something like walking through life with the Barefoot Contessa. Dancing through life. She's not dancing. She's cooking through life. What about this? Talk dirty to me. You like that? I guess it would kind of be more so the title of like my sex tape. Yeah, yeah. Than my memoirs. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so for Barefoot Contessa, like, Barefoot Confessa. Ooh. Ooh. I love. We're That's like good. confessions of, of a, a teenage barefoot. <laughs> confessions of an Ina. Ina. I need. I need to say something. Ina. This is tough. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. You would think it would be easy. There's so much fodder with her. Right, and like, I mean, obviously. But she's also like, not like silly, goofy, so it has to be serious. That's what I'm saying. She gives us nothing. But like, if it were me, it would be like the vagina monologues. <laughs> the vagina monologues. That's it. And it could be short stories. Short stories. You know what? Sh- Jackie, of- Jackie, Jackie, Short. <laughs> the Ina monologues, colon. Short stories from a short woman. Because she's like four feet. You. That's rude. No, she's not. You know what's she's on? one of my favorite jokes? Do share. Like how when you go to get a recipe online, they give you like the longest synopsis. Yeah, about what the recipe means to them and their heritage and their family <laughs> and, and like a million like, things. Jump to recipe. Ingredients. Like, like nobody reads it. Why do yeah. they keep doing it? Oh, I don't know. And by the way, Ina's 5'3", so she is like literally our height. And I find that the jump to recipe button is harder and harder to find. on it. Like they keep making it smaller and more hidden. What is harder to find? The jump to recipe button or the unsubscribe button <laughs> in the bottom of an email? Because they started to get really creative where like it used to be underlined because it's hyperlinked. Yeah. So at the bottom would be like copyright, the address. And then there would be like one blue hyperlinked and you would know that now they don't hyperlink it. So you literally just need to search. You need a pair of like a monocle to find the unsubscribe button at the bottom of emails. Yeah. I just, I need to find a, a chef who doesn't want to share her story and just wants to share recipes. Yeah, you need to find like a shy chef. Who's like, I don't want to tell me about growing up on the farm. No, and no, okay. this their favorite spaghetti meatballs for their little brother. You need to find like a really, really private chef. Not in like a private chef sense. And like a, se- a chef who has like a big sense of privacy. Yeah. And yeah. Have you seen the joke that's like, I want to read a thriller about a blogging chef who is admitting to a crime of murder in every recipe like mm-hmm. in the beginning, but nobody ever puts it together because nobody reads it. They're so it. long-winded. Oh, and nobody reads it, Because yeah. everyone just jumps to recipe. So but then true. if you look back on all the recipes, like all the clues were there. I do also have an issue with recipe culture in terms of like the SEO of it all. Because like when I, if I just were to Google like, you know, corn muffin, like the first one they would give me like would be the worst one, like factually. Yeah, it's hard. You have to look at the reviews, how many reviews it has. Some of them have like thousands and it's five stars. You could trust it. That's why it's also to build up a rapport. It's good to build up a rapport with a, what is it called? Like a food blogger? Because you yeah. know if you like their taste. Like I can right, trust if, right. I, if Half-Baked Harvest had a vegetarian meatball, which is what I was looking for the other day, that I would go with it. I'm sorry, a vegetarian meatball? How does that make any sense? Isn't that just a ball? <laughs> like, like a veggie meatball. Yeah, like a almost like oh, a guess, veggie like a patty. Ve- oh, okay. Yeah, like a beyond ball. No, not beyond. Like made with veggies as the substitute. Okay, like isn't that just a salad though? Like for No, real? like it would be like eggplant, maybe zucchini. Like I was looking eggplant. for a way to put it all together to be a meatball. I didn't get and, very far. And what do you have against meat? Like in this scenario? Oh, no, I I mean I make meatballs multiple you times do. a week we and jackie's are- meatballs oh thanks turdy i'll make you some top when you're tier. here i we're top always having tier. meatballs and so i just wanted i was like curious and i had like two eggplants and two zucchinis in my fridge so i was like 
I wonder if I can make a meatball with this. You make me a meatball and I'll make you Turdy's Famous Egg Tacos. Oh, I would love that. How was your taco meat? So good. I used ground turkey. Oh, the best. Just guys, ground turkey and old El Paso. I'm like done with perfection. ground beef. A ground beef is over party. By the way, I agree. Because also when you're cooking ground beef, like all that oil, like are you so, I can never know if you're supposed to keep the oil in the pan. Everyone says like, use it. But then everyone's like, get it out. And honestly, when I take it out, it's gross. And when I leave it, it's gross. Like, I don't know what to do. Turkey doesn't have that problem. Like turkey. No. And also, I know you're, you're not going to agree with me, but ground chicken fucks too. Love ground chicken. I like ground chicken chili. I love ground chicken everything. Like, just like turkey, they're, to me so similar and I'm just done with ground beef like I'm so glad we're putting it out there yeah I do still like ground beef chili like that's the only thing I'll really accept but ground beef just really needs to be cooked for a really long time and it, it needs to be really small yeah we're just like we're we're such almond ladies it's just it's too fatty I'm such an almond lady this podcast be is becoming like an insufferable diet podcast it's giving like Huberman energy I love that me too. And it's just like so important to constantly be, be changing. Yeah. I was just having this conversation with someone. We were talking about like the landscape of podcasting and all these different shows and like shows that used to be big and that aren't anymore. Ugh, what a fun and combo. It really was. And I'm like lightening it up. Like it was really mean. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like citing this up like this podcast that used to be really popular and like what went wrong. Like we couldn't really figure out what it was. And, and we really boiled it down to like a lack of evolution. In terms of content, in terms of format, in terms of everything, you have to, you can't be afraid of change. That's something I've learned very late in life. Because don't get me wrong, like change is the worst. But now that I've changed so much about my life, and I'm so happy, like I'm probably one in the happiest. Aside from Theo dying in the war in Israel, I'm probably one of the happiest places I've really ever been, and that's due to that change. You know, yeah. Claudia, I've been trying to tell you for years. Sometimes self care looks like hard work. No, and sometimes I like like literally yesterday in the tub, I like sat back and I was like. In the last year, like I did the two things I never, ever, ever thought I could possibly be physically capable of. I lost the weight and I stopped vaping. Like two things that were just like a fabric of my life. Like it was just a fact. It wasn't anything I was even trying to change because I knew I literally, it was futile to even try. Mm -hmm. And then once I did the weight thing and I totally had help with the Ozempic, I never would have been able to do it without. I realized like I was capable of doing big things and that's what really kind of gave me the courage to quit the vape. And number three, skiing. Let me think. Skiing, reading reading that's like an old one now yeah we're just used to you reading yeah and it's like oh we didn't think I could do something that required me to like lay down I mean <laughs> it, you know like everything else is really physical yeah great yeah oh by the way I'm wearing the sneakers oh can you get me a pair I was gonna say uh, I think you, could, you I think like you could treat me to a pair by the way I'll make you a deal Put the case on. <laughs> Go get your iPad case. I will buy you the shoes right now. Will you have them like delivered ASAP? And by the way, they, I bought them on ShopUp through Amazon. They came the next day. You have yourself a deal. Okay. What <laughs> size are you? ShopUp. Seven, uh, seven. What size did you get? How do they run? Um, I got a seven two. And they looked like a little small when I put them on. I was like shook. But they fit completely fine. So. Okay. Send me the confirmation that goes on. Women's seven. Add to bag. And it's going to be so easy because I have your address in my Amazon account. Oh, yeah. You've been sending some tings. Yes. Uh, Ooh, let me I'm so my excited. They would look so cute with my outfit today, don't you think? <coughs> I do think I think it would look great with your outfit today. Thank you, Claudia. Oh, wait. I have to log in with Amazon. Okay, and like you know why I need them? Because I need nice looking shoes that I can drive in. 
Oh, these are nice looking shoes that you can drive in. They're also like very old lady, very Florida. You know what I mean? Like I love it. Okay, I'm addressing it to you. Oh, I'm so excited. Let me put in your address. You got yourself a deal. Is the iPad case on? Look at that. Uh, we she love, can be bought. We love, love, love. Do you think this could be like a business I expense? I guess. Since we're like putting it on the show. And no. since it's like we're making content with it. Right, right, right. Delivered by Friday. Ooh, or should I pay the extra? Should I pay the extra three ninety nine tap for you to have them tomorrow? Would yeah, you I have wear an them? outing on Friday? I'll wear them on Friday if yeah, because I have somewhere I need to be, and they would look cute for that. I'll tell you what I have to do, and you'll you'll agree it's a perfect shoe. Order place. They're also linked on my like to know it if anybody wants. Done. Oh my god, thanks, Turdy. That's exciting. I got a new pair of shoes. Pleasure doing business with you. Pleasure doing business with you. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. What was I Aren't just... they cool? By the, and for, to finish my thought from earlier, these are the shoes I was talking about on Friday when I saw Ariel Charnas' story. Yeah. And I was like, should I get the jacket? I didn't get the jacket, but I got the shoes. And so far, I'm loving it. So maybe it'll inspire me to get, you know, complete the look. Complete the look. Yeah. Great. Well, are you ready for our next story? Is this only number two? It's only number two. Yeah. Charlie D'Amelio and Landon Barker have broken up after more than a year of dating. So if you guys have kids, this is Love something is that dead. you could talk to them about. Yeah. Um, it's probably a, a tough time for them. But Landon posted on his Instagram saying, hey, everyone, I would like to let you guys know that Charlie and I are no longer together. We broke up to focus on ourselves. We are still friends and have so much love for each other. I am incredibly grateful for the time we shared and hope you can respect our decisions. Thank you. Love you all so much. So there was a time when like I really cared about the kids of TikTok and that time has passed. Of course, I don't care about them as TikTok kids. I care about them as part of the Kardashian-Barker Kardashian ecosystem, exactly. And even though they're really young, I felt like they were a really solid couple that I didn't... I, this was shocking, yeah. That I didn't foresee breaking up. Yeah, no, they seemed like oddly stable. Yeah. And given just the like circumstances. A, a serious long-term relationship, even though they're so young and obviously it's not. You know, and I never questioned like whether or not they were going to stay together. They just kind of like were. They were always together. They were always like at serious family functions together. Like that's where you bring your serious partner. So yeah. I just like always kind of assumed she would be in the fold. And I know that they just came out with season two of the D'Amelio show. And like I do kind of look at the D'Amelios ever since I watched that first season with like a, an, a hypercritical eye. And I like the when I watch like Dixie and, and I watch their content like I see them as like such fragile sort of broken young women and the show really highlighted how broken they were and I feel like immense sadness for them and like I whenever like they give me a really big pit I feel like they hate their life they hate being famous and I feel like everyone around them like their parents included like foisted on them like they give me the biggest pit I don't know if that's the actual reality but that's really the vibe I got from that show I was surprised they like put it out because it was so honest yeah, I don't like think... Like, having a mental breakdown every single day and you're 16, like, and your parents keep putting you to work and there's, like, more projects. Let's start a shoe company. We're starting a venture capital firm. Like, it gave me such a pit. Yeah. And when I first saw it, I was like, I think this is really emblematic of, like, the mental health crisis in this country. They're, like, the perfect example of, like, 16-year-old girls who are spend all their time on social media. Of course, they're literally having mental breakdowns every single day. Like, won't yeah. leave their room. And it's, but like... then I was also, actually, like... Even though it's they're having a hard time with it like things are on the surface good for them you yeah, know of course everybody likes them success. they're not they're not the villains they're not getting canceled like right. it's all good and it's still bad they can't even enjoy it 
Right, because it's so unnatural. They're so young. They started so young. So much was foisted on them, like, so quickly. Like, I don't know. I really, um, I have a terrible pit when it comes to those girls. I Like, watching that first season of that show was, like, really, it was a tough watch. I was yeah. surprised they put it out. Like, the thing is, it kind of made the parents look, like, bad. They're too close to it. I don't think they can see it the way an outsider can. And I think they, in putting it out, one, it's another job and business and we have a reality show that's like everyone's goal these days yeah but i think also it might have been like a a cry for sympathy like you know yeah. we're people too and but i think that all the negatives as you stated outweigh whatever positives like because definitely when i saw it i'm like if i ever have anything to say about the demilions like i wouldn't say it. like they can't handle it like it definitely right. makes you want to go just like easy yeah, not that I'm going to go hard on the Demilios, but I do feel like they were getting a lot of hate. And now, if you've seen that show, like, you wouldn't send any their way. They're also just, like, nice girls, and why would you hate on them? No, for anyway. sure. And also, like, I think we talk so much about the mental health crisis in this country, like, the amount of kids who are depressed and suicidal. Like, it's at a higher rate than ever. It's not normal. And, like, this is, you know, this, this is a role model for so many young women. Yeah. And it's like, look how depressed they are. And they have amazing lives, you no, know? And it's like the majority of kids these days want to grow up to be an influencer. And here and they want the to be most, Charlie. They are the most successful ones. It doesn't get bigger than this or quicker. You can't be like, she's the highest in her field. And yep. so unhappy. unhappy. So like, what does that say for the kids? Right, right. No, the whole thing, like, it really gives me a terrible pit. And I feel like it's so such a small difference. But, like, Addison Ray being, like, three years older than Charlie when the whole thing happened, I think, like, and, she, and I think Addison Ray really struggled, especially when she went through, like, public stuff with her family. Like, but I think the difference, and maybe it's just that Addison hasn't shared as much as Charlie has on the, on the show, but just the vibe that I get is, like, her being a little bit older, like, the tiniest bit tougher, like, saved her a little bit. Yeah, but what about Dixie? She's a little bit older and she's still having yeah, her. So true. it's also just like your makeup. Yeah. But also how Addison's taken like several steps back, whereas like Dixie right. is constantly doing more. Right. And they're like just always doing new things. Like they have a new shoe company and then Dixie does music and then Charlie wanted to do music. Like on top of being social media stars, they have a ring light line at Target, a clothing line at Hollister. Like it's like never uh, the $25 million venture capital firm they started. Like it's like a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes me even sadder that they broke up because now she's probably dealing with heartbreak too. Right. Oh, and then that was the other thing from the show. I felt like one of the really only it seemed like the only bright spot in Dixie's life was her relationship with Noah Beck who was they said on the show like so neurotypical like he didn't have the same like mental health issues or like anxiety social media was just like a fun job for him like he was so like oddly like simple about the whole thing and I felt like that he was so good for her and then they broke up and it's like I feel like probably Landon was similar like Landon's very used to this he grew up like this it's not that big of a deal for him and he probably like stabilized a lot of the insecurities that Charlie had and so yeah it is sad yeah and Noah and Dixie is sad too. Their split yeah. wasn't ever like, you know, one day announced. I feel like it was like people pulling Figured back the layers. So I was in denial. Yeah. And then but I they forgot were about couple. it. But they were a really cute couple. Yeah. So I hope I hope everyone's okay. Wishing everyone the best. Wishing everyone the best, as always. As we always do for every person, except for Annie well Lennox. Except for Annie Lennox, we're wisher, well-wishers. We are well-wishers. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Taylor Swift is demanding this college student stop tracking her private jet. 
So when it comes to dealing with a Florida college student who uses public data and social media to track the private jets of billionaires, politicians, and other celebrities, Taylor Swift apparently can't just shake it off. In late December, Taylor's camp hit Jack Sweeney, a junior studying information technology at the University of Central Florida, with a cease and desist letter that blamed his automated tracking of her private jet for tipping off stalkers as to her location. In the letter, attorneys from the law firm Venable accused Sweeney of effectively providing individuals intent on harming her or with nefarious or violent intentions a roadmap to carry out their plans. Sweeney provided that letter in an email to the AP. In that message, she emphasized that while he has never intended to cause harm, he also strongly believes in the importance of transparency and public information. He said one should reasonably expect that their jet will be tracked whether or not I'm the one doing it as it is public information after all. A spokesperson for Tailored echoed the legal complaint, saying that the timing of stalkers suggests a connection to his flight tracking sites. The oh, spokesperson wow. did not respond to questions seeking elaboration of that charge, such as whether stalkers have been seen waiting for Swift at the airport when her plane arrived, or alternatively, if there's evidence that stalkers have somehow interfered, inferred her lo- location from the arrival time of her flight. Right. So by the way, this is the same person who ran Elon Musk's yes. account uh, jet and Elon Musk had actually offered him five thousand dollars to turn the the account off, and he was like, you know, fifty would be better. I don't know what ended up happening. At first, he just pleaded with him, like on a human level, being like, "Can you please stop doing this? Like, I have such crazy stalkers. Like, I have a, I have kids. Like." And the guy was like, no. And then he was like, okay, what about $5,000? I don't know how it ended, but this is the same person who, who did yeah, that to Yeah, it was in Elon's book. And at first he was like, you know, he's a free speech warrior. So he was like, the account must stay. And then he just about face and was like, fuck principal, you're yeah, off. And he kicked him off. He banned Elon's jet. So Taylor's having the same issue that Elon was having where, yes, it is public information through the FAA website, but I think it requires a lot of legwork Work. to figure out. And this person's just making it like so easy for people to see. Yeah, this person is not breaking the law. No. And I think it's interesting, like Taylor obviously wants this account taken down, which she's totally entitled to. I'm like her level of stalker is like, she has millions, like they're insane. They go and sleep in her bed, like they're freaks. So, and I am sure that there is some sort of connection between this account and her stalkers like I'm sure of it I do think it's interesting that the route she chose to take was like cease and desist and kind of like legal strong arming as opposed to just being like what if I gave you you know $50,000 to shut up because it's clear that this person like would take money is it yeah because when Elon offered him $5,000 he said it wasn't enough money okay but then you know and and also this is like a college student like what $50,000 but I think it's the principle of like you're gonna pay someone a lot of money me. I know, but for your for your safety, like yeah. fuck principal. Yeah, I mean Elon said fuck principal. Honestly, right. Taylor should be reaching out to Elon and be like, hey, can you fuck principal on mine too? Yeah, no, by the way, for sure. I'm sure like if this doesn't go her way, like she's on her way to Palo Alto. Yeah, because just, he also made her unsearchable on X when those the, AI yeah. images were circulating. So he can so just kind of like do stuff. You might want to be nice to Elon. Yeah. I know a lot a lot of people um, like think those accounts are important because they like highlight, you know, her carbon emissions. Yeah, but we know she's like not an environmental queen like we know. So the point was made. And I saw the funniest tweet because like two weeks ago, Taylor Swift's one of her like classic New York, New York, New York. Oh, my God. Uh, New York stalkers. <laughs> one of her New York stalkers was arrested like three days in a row. Each day he came to like lay in her bed, got arrested and then came back the next day to do it. And the Swifties were freaking out. They were like, why isn't this guy in jail? And the tweet was like, oh, Swifties are about to learn about bail reform. Because <laughs> like in New York, like you, like if you get arrested, like 
bar like they just like let you out like it's like kind yeah. of crazy so it's like how is this person doing the same thing three days in a row if he was just arrested and it's like the swifties are finally the swifties about are about to meet alvin bragg yeah like it's it was such a funny tweet but it's true like this is a violent person who like trespassed three days in a row and every day he was able to get out and do it again wait until they hear about the two cops that were beat up by the illegal migrants they're gonna be big mad so I think the account should be taken down. I do think this is like an interesting route for her to take to do that. But I'm sure she thought it was like the best way. I wonder if she's like even involved. She definitely is. She definitely is. Yeah. I think she should talk to Elon. And by the way, a lot of celebrities have these accounts. And at different moments in time, like there's a lot of attention on them. Like there was those weeks where everyone was obsessed with the account that tracks Kylie because she was taking like 30 minute plane rides to Palm Springs. And that's so wasteful. So they come in and out of trend. Yeah. But still, for the stalkers, they remain on alert. Yeah. You know, they're still checking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they stay woke, you know? They stay dressed and alert. Yeah. No, it's definitely... There should be some sort of... Line. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's not, it's not right. Right, no, and it's like, yeah, legally, whatever, she might not have a case, but like... What about human decency? What about like, what about Taylor reaching reaching out and saying, I feel very unsafe by something you're doing. Would you mind not doing it? And the person just being like, okay. Like, what about, hello? Yeah. What if you just called Taylor up and said, I feel unsafe? Right. Are you ready for our next story? Which isn't so much of a story as it should be a story. Yeah. What number is this? Number four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie Underwood has low-key become a homesteading trad wife on her Instagram and nobody's talking about it. Um, we are. We shall be talking about it. It's so funny. Carrie Underwood has obviously got the homesteading bug yeah. because she is making her own soap now, making her food from scratch. She's been She's sharing. Making her own skincare. Oh yeah, skincare. She's been sharing it a bit to her Instagram. Not enough. And yeah. I don't think people are asking enough questions about what's Carrie up to. But let me tell you, it's the least shocking thing ever. Like, she would. Like, she definitely lives on some sort of farm. She has, like, tons of land. She probably has animals. She has a lot of money. Like, it's easy to homestead, you know, by choice. Like, it's fun, you know? I love this journey for her. Her content about it is so funny. She, like, knows it's funny, too. Yeah. It's just so crazy how we're all... I wonder what, like, big tech has invested in us becoming homesteaders. It kind of seems counterintuitive. But, like, I am only invested in this because... I'm getting served it. I would have never known if I wasn't getting these videos in my algorithm. You think big tech has a vested interest in women becoming homesteaders? Like, no. I actually think the opposite. So why is this happening? Right. And it's really, it's viral. I feel like it's kind of a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Or it's like too powerful a trend. It's too powerful to stop us from surfacing. Right. Anyways, I love this journey for her. It also like then made me check out her Instagram, which was a really fun place to be. She's got a lot going on. Like, of course, the music, the career, the glitz, the glam, denim and diamonds, we know. But she also has like a really, really popular athleisure line. Amazing. What's what's called like Kalia or something. It's like really popular. No, and people, myself included, just like forget about her sometimes. But she's not to be forgotten. Like her hits, they don't stop. They don't stop coming. And she's doing like a Las Vegas residency. I would love to see. I need to take myself to Vegas for a weekend just to hit up the residencies. But I would actually need a whole week because I want to see Carrie Underwood. I want to see Kelly. I want to see Christina Aguilera. Mm -hmm. 
who else is there? I need to, I want to see Adele, of course. Adele, Donnie and Marie. Donnie and Marie. I don't think I can name one song that Donnie and Marie Osmond sing. Also, are they brother and sister or husband and wife? Husband and wife, I'm saying. That's my, that's my guess. Current. Donnie and Marie. They are um, brother and sister. They had a TV show. What oh, brother and sister? Sings? That's cute. That is cute. We love siblings. I mean, when you who Google Donnie and Marie, the first thing that comes up is Donnie and Marie sleep together. Oh my gosh! I don't know these songs. Morning side of the mountain. No, this is like so beyond my. Mm, no, Miranda Lambert will be doing. Oh yeah, she's doing residency. A residency. I could see her. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty much it. I didn't miss anything, I don't think. Cool. You know, it's a it's a great time for music in Vegas. Maybe we should go, oh, I don't know, this weekend. Oh, that would be oh, something. Oh, Sunday night. But the tickets are wild for Vegas. Oh, and the and the private jets, you can't get a parking spot. Oh, like at the hangar? Yeah, have you seen that? It's all no, I haven't. like it's going to be hard to get your plane in there. Damn, good thing I don't have a plane good thing that would be really hard no like that's like such a rich people problem like i never even thought about that like the private their planes the plane uh the private airport is going to be overflowing but i feel like they should all consolidate no you would think i feel like that happens at every super bowl especially when it's in a place that doesn't really have a lot of private plane volume which i feel like vegas does right i feel like actually of all the cities equipped to handle like inbound celebrities jets people tourism vegas is probably one of the best to handle it if not the best yeah i think so and they have so many hotels because usually like when it's in a city right, that's so many like rooms a normal city like you don't have every hotel like there's yeah. plenty of rooms there's plenty of rooms I'm glad that they won't have like a room shortage. Me too. Um, before we dive into the next story, might might I have the floor? Uh, Claudia, of course you can. The rest of today's fabulous and inspiring episode is brought to you by Skims. We normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and restricting. They're the first thing we take off when we get home, but Skims has totally changed that. You know we love Skims underwear and we have their bras, of course, and they've delivered again. Their bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what we weren't expecting was how comfortable they were. Even the underwire bras that they have, we are wearing all day, we barely even notice. They're definitely not the first thing we take off when we come home anymore, so... Skims is a brand Jackie and I have loved for years. I think the best part about Skims is like, yeah, super comfortable. They look really good. But Jackie and I are women, you know? We are real women. women. If you know what I mean. Like, we don't have fake boobies. We have big boobies. We have boobies that have breastfed. We have boobies that have lost a lot of weight. Those are boobies that need real support. They need bras that feel like real bras. And whatever type of bra you're looking for, whether it's a bralette or like a full coverage support, a minimizer bra, Every bra I have in different, whatever, like variety I have from Skims, the bralettes are my absolute favorite to wear at home. They're creating the next generation of underwear and bras for everybody. So again, they're super, super size inclusive. They go from sizes uh, 30A to 46H. So that's 62 sizes. They're made with innovative technology to give you the best shape and support. Every bra is designed with the comfiest and softest material. So you'll feel like you're wearing nothing at all. 
believe the hype. They have over 100,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Skims bras are available at skims.com. Plus, you'll get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show from the drop-down menu that follows. And if you're looking for a gift for your Valentine or for yourself, Skims just launched their best Valentine shop ever. Also available at skims.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bowl & Branch. In a recent customer survey, 96% said that Bowl & Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Their sheets are made with the rarest 100% organic cotton. Their signature weave feels buttery and breathable to start and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash. You can feel the difference with their 30-night worry-free guarantee. I just got brand new Bowl & Branch sheets. For like five years, I had the signature hemmed collection in white. And it was good. I loved her. But my new aesthetic, my apartment's very kind of natural. I don't know if I've told you, like, the vibes are very organic wood. I've got, a, a, you know, hints of olive. It's giving very kind of woodsy, very Cullen, if you will. And I decided to switch up my Bowling Brand sheets. I ordered the signature sheets in, what was the color? Natural. So it's kind of like off-white. It's not white, like paper white. It's more like beige, if you will. I it will. Has, Jackie, it has I will. changed my entire home. Like you don't even know. Like I highly encourage. I know you're you're you love your white, but just no. Think about I know it. you told us that, and it definitely. I actually just ordered new Euro shams from Bolin Branch, but my bedding is white, so I had to get them in white. But I was feeling a little natural curious. Right, right. They have a ton of different colors. They go for every bed from you know twin to California king you can sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl and Branch get 15% off your first order when you use promo code toast at bowlandbranch.com that's bowlandbranch b-o-l-l-a-n-d branch.com promo code toast exclusions apply see site for details Bowl and Branch is just like a tried and true sponsor of the toast we stand we do and I just got new tings from them it was so exciting so did I are you ready for our fifth and final story a little oh and just to say I had ordered something and like ordered the wrong color like a moron gray I got gray and it just doesn't go with my new aesthetic the customer service was amazing they put like a stop tra tracker like it was and I didn't even call as Turdy, you know I called as just just girl. customer number right three six five mm -hmm. I actually I was shopping I saw a Bowling Branch store do you know they have physical stores I didn't and I was wondering could you walk up and check out with Code Toast we'll have to ask them yeah that should be like a fun perk mm-hmm our last story, a little royal update. Prince Harry has left the UK 24 oh. hours after seeing his dad, King Charles, and not seeing his brother, Prince William. Prince Harry is already leaving London. He'll be on the last train to London. After That's quick. After a quick trip to see his father, King Charles, shortly after Buckingham Palace announced that the monarch was diagnosed with cancer, he was spotted at London's Heathrow Airport on Wednesday after spending about 24 hours in the UK. Interesting. I just feel like, I don't know anything. I just feel like that wasn't the plan. You think he was like turned away at the door? No, or it was a bad conversation. I'm leaving, papa. Yeah, I mean, that's like a, it's a, by the way, from LA to London that's like not a short journey for 24 hours to say hi and bye I, I think he probably didn't book a return flight at first just wanted to feel the out the vibes this is just my speculation based on you know human behavior and I think the vibes were negative and he turned around and went home that's what I think interesting I mean it's a really short amount of time for such a long flight so I don't know what the hell happened I doubt he was going there with the intention of seeing William that part doesn't shock me but I would imagine he would have spent more time with his father right and also if it was that sort of thing of like you know 
time heals all this is bigger than us then yeah, no charles would have been like stay see your brother let's be a family yeah and 24 hour trip is just not given that no it's giving bad news bears it's giving drama continues yeah for sure for sure like this saga like with a picture we sort of painted yesterday that like hopefully this would be the thing that brings them all back together him and megan are working royals again like seems further away than ever it's also giving like things just got worse oh like what was said yeah like we it, it, they sunk down deeper yeah i mean there was like that recent drama with the translation of their book well not their book like the biography right. that they um obi scoby right and the translation accidentally putting the name of the person who made the comment about archie's skin tone so i feel like tensions are probably higher than ever yeah yeah so yikes yikes bikes but you know bon voyage yeah safe travels do you think megan and harry will be at the super bowl no and that's the problem because like why if that's where they should be that's where you should be like former royals living high on the hog go to the damn super bowl right but that's like so such an american sport you know and she's american she is, she is. But it, it just would be crazy. Like, they'd be better off at, like, you know, the World Cup or whatever. Of course. But Which is in like, New Jersey. If you're not using your clout to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, then you're just not doing it right. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Like, if I was Megan and Harry, like, I would have had a suite, a jet, and, a, like, a hotel room months ago. You know, I would be getting on someone else's. I don't even care who's yeah. paying. I'm going. I'm sure, I'm sure anyone would give them a ride. Oprah? Jeff Bezos. Ellen. Does Ellen have a plane? For sure. Yeah. And it's a, it's like a quick trip. It's not oh, right, from like LA. a big ask. It's so true. It's literally nothing. And everybody's going to have extra seats. Like, they're just, they should be there. Today's episode is not over because we have our TV recap, which is our Vanderpump Rules recap, which was on last night, the second episode of the season. First episode, you know, wasn't great. Second episode was better because, like, at least... Someone somewhat polarizing, Tom Sandoval. I know was you're there. like obsessed with seeing the Sandy. It's the only, uh, everything else, I'm sorry, is so beyond uninteresting to me. Like the restaurants, like it's just not remotely interesting. And seeing somebody so unhinged, like that's entertaining to me. Yeah, I he, guess he wasn't really even like that crazy or bad. Like the episode was not good. No, 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 it wasn't good. But when I look back on the episode and like look at my, you know, heart rate monitor and think about the things that excited me yeah. and made me feel something. I would say seeing the way that Ariana and Tom live within the one house with the assistant was appalling. Obviously, we spoke about the the state of their Cleanliness. rooms, which is not acceptable, but the way that they communicate through that poor woman who is so ill-equipped, like she's not a alpha type of personality. She's obviously like soft-spoken, maybe even a little shy. How did she end up in this situation? How did she get here? How did she get out? Like, she's not the right woman for the job. No, and I feel badly for her. You know, she probably was applying for a personal assistant job and she became like a divorce mediator. mediator. Yeah. Um, you know, but she stays in the job, so. I did relate to like her sending off that text message really quickly and then Tom changing his mind. Like, that's so me. I'm so quick. That's so you. That's so not me. Yeah, like that would that would happen to me. Like you said, you told me to do something, so I did it. Sorry, but I appreciated bye. that she did that because Tom, it's like your words. Like you said something, you can't undo it. 
Yeah. And actually, I didn't really agree with um, Lala sort of taking Tom's side. You did agree. No. Oh, I, I agreed with Lala. I felt like she was being irrational. I think like him saying I'll send you at a hotel is like beyond unreasonable and insane. And I get Ariana being like indignant in this birthday party. But the more I learn about like their financial situation when it comes to the house, like Ariana is being a little too prideful. Like I understand what she's saying. She's like, you ruined my life. Like I shouldn't be uprooted and have to find a new place to live. But if he is willing to buy her out and her only reason for saying no is because like on principle, she's really only doing herself a disservice. Like look how she's living like a slob. Like Like a slob. She can't even stay at, at her residence with her new man. She's shooting herself in the foot like to prove she's making so point, much money she could get a better house to prove this point to someone who a point is he's gonna miss it and as lala said That's like so he's true. getting off on making you uncomfortable like she thinks that leaving is like gonna be too easy for him and that she's sticking it to him by being there like he doesn't care either way and why wouldn't you want to clean state why would you do this to right. yourself the way the, the state of limbo that she's living in like i i don't relate to it at all and i and i she's lost me on this i I don't understand it. Don't understand how Tom can buy her out when he was saying he literally had to move like five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, just to pay his band, and that's the only reason he was going on the tour, even though it felt you know like such an inopportune time. He needed the money, which I do believe, but like, and he did put he put more than Tom Schwartz into Schwartz and Sandy, so over five hundred thousand dollars. Like, I do believe he has no money, so how can he even buy her out? I don't know. Not my problem. Not my problem, but like maybe he, like I don't think that's even like an actual realistic option. I think option. He, he might still have savings. Even if he put close to a million in the restaurant, he's been on the show for a very long time. I If he, and he doesn't seem like he spends outlandishly yeah. aside from his band. That's like his right. passion project. He could have more savings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like a, like a mistake on Ariana's part. Like she's just so... Um, like being stubborn about it and, and she's wrong she, and she, she's only doing herself a disservice yeah because you can't move on if you're still like if you're still caring about like punishing the other person right and living I mean it's just it's on it's obscene I cannot believe that that's how they were living and I think how they're still living I also um oddly found and I've been finding like one of my favorite characters to be Sheena mm-hmm. she's so, she went from being just like so fake and like insufferable to being so real and honestly like I just love her Brock and I just love her like she's really a sweetie she's really a sweetie I agree like I I stand I do too and I really like her and Brock and they have a a very nice family life and I like watching the family stuff from everyone yeah I could live without you know the birth charts and the zodiac readings from Allie well yeah that's not even I don't even know what that is so dumb um Sad to see Pump go, you know, a local institution. But I thought Lisa's reasoning for it was, like, very reasonable. Yeah. And, like, I, I wouldn't consider Lisa's, you know, restaurant discography to be a flop. She's, like, opening a million more restaurants in Vegas. Like, those are the real money makers. She doesn't need four restaurants on the same street in West Hollywood. Yeah. And I, I'm with her. Like, it's, you have to know when it's time to say goodbye to something. Like, yeah, all good things must come to an end. Rather so to end bit- it with dignity. Right, right. And like the fact that people like showed up for it, like it was cute. And the rent's going up. Like it's dollars and cents. It's dollars and cents. Like this is a business, not a charity. Yeah. And it's also like like, you don't keep your business going just to like preserve your reputation if it's like losing you money. 
Right, right. And it's really not an integral part of like the Vanderpump universe. Not at all. I couldn't believe I think all they those tried in the beginning. That, I couldn't believe all those scenes that were filmed there. I'm like, oh, the, why were they filmed there? Because when it was opening, like it was a big part of the storyline. And then like Tom worked the bar and they were like, they're oh, right. They, 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 they tried. on Vanderpump rules. They tried to make it a part of like the show's ecosystem, but it wasn't natural and it didn't work. And, and I think the restaurant probably suffered because of that because it wasn't like a place you would go to see Vanderpump people. You would go to Sir. Right. And then they and had that wasn't Tom changing. Tom. Right. And Tom so, Tom is what Pump would have been, but there wasn't enough of a tie-in. Makes sense to me. Yeah, so it was time. Yeah, it was time. Um, but like, other than that, I don't have any thoughts on the recap. Like, it wasn't interesting. No, I found it boring, not pleasant to watch. I'll keep up with it because I'm sure there's going to be meat at some point. But I, it was just like start, stop, start, stop. Yeah. Um, so that's our show, correct? Which is like disappointing because we finally got like back into something and we're both watching it and it's like, nah. Yeah, no, like we will continue to do Dear, to do Dear Toasters on Thursdays, like until the show becomes, you know, untenable. Yeah, but I'm going to give it a beat. Me They're too. finding their new footing. It's hard. You, know, you have to bring Sandoval back into the fold, but like what he did was so horrible and people oh, are I'm so sorry. mad. I had forgotten about Sheena's other song and that music video. That was insane. Oh my God. That music. That was insane. Oh my God. Claudia. I, w- I was shocked. I literally had forgotten about that. It's it's a sex tape. Yeah. Literally, it's Skinamax. It's insane. And what was crazier about at the time was like that guy, Brett, was hooking up with, was it Dana? Dana. Who is Sheena's friend. So it's like, oh, I'm going to tap this guy you're hooking up with to be in my music video. And it's this. Like the thing is, Sheena is a complex gal and we have just you know witnessed her growth and this honestly I feel like this episode that really honest conversation she had about like OCD with her motherhood and like with the flashback to like the girl she used to be like I just feel like it's emblematic for lack of a better word of the journey she's been on like it really highlights like how much she's changed honestly she should be very proud yeah and the theme of this episode it's growth change is positive but it, it was shocking to look back on that I had completely forgotten. That, that was something that happened. And it was such a low production value. Like it really was giving Pornhub.com. It was a porno. Yeah. With your friend's man, which was what? Beyond. So that is our show, you guys. Hope you have a great hump day. Don't forget to hump someone you love. And thank you so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Mine, that's The Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful standing and goodly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye.